faithfulness even as we've sung these words Lord declaring the greatness of your faithfulness God we pray let every heart arise to meet this declaration and to be full of an awareness of the faithfulness of God Jesus we pray right now Lord that every impassable obstacle every red sea that someone stands facing every Goliath that they're confronting every place of desolation and challenge like Nehemiah looked upon the burned walls of Jerusalem but God spoke and he gave a strategy and a plan for the rebuilding of those walls he gave courage to David to charge the giant and he spoke to Moses and said be still for today you shall see the deliverance of the Lord and wait in silence to see his deliverance God our souls wait quietly tonight holding before you those places those obstacles those obstructions those principalities and powers those strongholds and we ask you God as we wait upon you and declare your faithfulness let the giants fall let the seas be parted let the walls be rebuilt and restored God we ask you right now pour out a revelation of your faithfulness Lord and let every mountain be cast into the sea Lord, you said if we have even a mustard seed of faith, we would speak to those mountains. And we speak to them. And the words of the prophet Zechariah said to Zerubbabel, speak grace, grace to the mountains. Speak grace, grace to the places of rubble. Speak grace, grace to the places that have been torn down that need to be built up. God, we speak grace over those places right now in people's hearts and minds. Jesus name we pray grace grace Jesus grace
had an impression of a very specific word and we're going to talk tonight Stephanie and Shelly and I about how we grow in hearing God's voice and in the gifts of the spirit and just as we were worshiping just now and Joy was singing that chorus after we prayed I had a very specific impression that someone who's listening needs to hear this word as I was listing off the different things that some in the Bible have faced such as Moses at the Red Sea or David as he faced Goliath I mentioned Nehemiah as he looked at the walls of Jerusalem that had been burned down and just as Joy began to sing that chorus I had a distinct impression that there are some of us who have had faith for obstacles to be removed and barriers to be overcome but there are places where you've suffered a loss and though you've had faith for a mountain to be removed the places in your life where there's been something precious that's been lost something that's been burned down a place of desolation that it's almost easier to believe God to heal someone than to raise something from the dead and I was reminded of the story of Lazarus where Martha comes to Jesus after Lazarus has died and said Lord if you had been here he wouldn't have died And see, Martha had faith for Jesus to heal her brother. But after the seeming death, and after it seemed like all hope was lost, she couldn't look at the ashes of that situation and see how redemption should come up out of it. But we serve a God who is able to rebuild, burn down walls. We serve a God who is able to raise those who have died. And I just want to speak to you, friend, out there. You may be looking at a situation and you had faith in God to pluck redemption from that circumstance up to a certain point, but you've gone long past that point and it seems like it's an unsalvageable situation. It seems like it's nothing but ashes and desolation. But what I want to say to you and what I believe the Spirit of God would say to you tonight is that no situation is too far gone. 
You know, the disciples, they put Jesus' body in the grave and they thought it was over. They thought it was finished. But after three days, he rose again. We serve a God of abundant grace and redemption. And I feel like some of you need to begin to believe God again, that he is one who can bring forth beauty from ashes and a garment of praise for heaviness. He can do the exact opposite of what the enemy has decreed, if you will but believe that God is able to do that which he has said. So I want to encourage you in a place where God has given you a promise, but it seems that promise has not only been delayed, but has been delayed far past the point of recovery. God is still able to bring what he has said to come to pass. And I want to pray for that. I want to pray. It takes a unique kind of faith to look at the lifeless body of your brother and to believe It takes a certain kind of faith to believe that he could be healed, but another kind of faith to believe that after three days, he could be raised from the dead. And so I want to ask God to impart that unusual gift of faith to us. Lord, I ask right now, I believe that this is a a real word that you're wanting to speak to someone's heart tonight, God. And I pray even right now as this word strikes their spirit and they begin to come into faith and repent of those places of unbelief and despair and hope begins to rise in them. Could it be true that God can bring beauty from these ashes? Could it be true that God can restore the desolate places? We declare today, God, that nothing is impossible for you, that you are able, that you are the resurrection, which is what Jesus spoke to Martha in the midst of her despair. I am the resurrection. I am the life. And we believe, Jesus, that that is who you are. You are the one who brings forth life from the dead. So we speak resurrection power over every situation where you want to release grace and redemption. We speak resurrection power every place where it seems the enemy has had his way and that he's claimed victory. We declare his victory null and void and we declare the victory of the cross of Jesus Christ and his resurrection power to bring forth life from the tomb. So in Jesus' name, we declare, live over your dreams. Live over your desperate situation. Live over that person that seems too far gone. Live over that marriage that seems beyond redemption or restoration. Live over that relationship with a child that is prodigal. We speak the life of God in Jesus' mighty name. And we agree for situations like those I just mentioned. For life from the dead to come forth in Jesus' name. Stephanie, Shelley, I don't know if you have anything on your heart related to what I just shared or something you'd like to share, pray into. I just feel, I really want to read some scripture um, and then just pray after that. Um, I might read a lot of scripture, so um, I'm just going to go for it though because I feel it strongly, these um I've just, maybe I'll share first and then I'll read it and then I'll pray. I um, I was even processing with a friend on Saturday. I'm not typically a really big, like, justice person. If uh, I'm actually a lawyer by vocation, so that might seem kind of surprising. <laughs> that I just don't feel like I have a natural bent for justice or justice issues. Um, but I, in recent days, the Lord's just given me different burdens. Like I've, I've felt burdened for women um, recently and just for there to be a greater culture of honor in the body of Christ. And um, even with all the things that are happening in our, our nation right now related to um, racism, I feel like I just, there's just a, um, 
There's always a cry of the oppressed that the Lord hears. Like, that's the story of the nation of Israel, right? Like, that's how the exodus happened. It's because the Lord heard, heard their cry, and he said, I've heard, and so he came down. And I feel like there's just agreement that God wants from, from the body of Christ in this season for the Lord, like, um, to just move in, move in power and move in justice and move in freedom. And, and yeah, the Lord wants that. So I'm just going to read scriptures that relate to that, and then I'm going to pray. Um, so one that I've been feeling uh, is Isaiah 58, and it says, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet. It says, tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways. As a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinance of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? He says in verse 6, Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you would bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh, then your light shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. The Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called repair of the breach and the restorer of streets to dwell in. And I was just thinking about how in James, James says, like, you know, pure and undefiled religion is this, like to take care of widows and the orphans. Um, and how he just says, like, you know, faith without works is dead. And then he goes on to reference, like, if you see your brother and he's not clothed and you say, go well, you know, go um, be fed and be warm and you do nothing to help him. Like, um, that that's not an expression of real faith and real love for the Lord. So I just feel to pray. I just feel to pray for the church. Because um, God is a God who defends the oppressed. And here's the cry of the oppressed, and he wants his church to do the same. So, Father, I just ask you in Jesus' name. Lord, we can't, uh, you said the heart is deceitful above all things, Lord. 
God, we need your help, Lord. Like we don't even know when we're not walking in compassion. We don't even know. We could be doing the best that we can to extend love and kindness and think we're doing it. It's like the Matthew 25 sheep and goats. They're like, when did we see you, Lord, and you were hungry or you were in prison and we not visit you? And it's like Jesus said, it's when you didn't do it to the least of these that you didn't do it for me. And so we need eyes to see. I need eyes to see, God, where I overlook people, where I where I have prejudgments of people and I just consider them somehow less than me, God. Lord, I'm asking that you would help us. I'm asking especially, God, for our spiritual family, God, the Newbridge IHOP spiritual family, God, that we would be ones, God, that would stand out in this, in this light, Lord, that we would have eyes to see, God, the poor, the oppressed, Lord, that there would be such a unity in our spiritual family, God, it would be unprecedented. You said that they would know us by our love. They would know that we are your disciples by our love, God. So I just, I pray in the name of Jesus, God. God, help us to see, help us to love, help us to not just be righteous in our our thoughts, but righteous in our deeds. God, help us. God, we need your help. We need your help, Lord. And for some who may be listening to this, considering the words that Stephanie just spoke, which are the very heart of God, I just want to name two of the instances in our nation recently, Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd this week who were the victims of inappropriate violence at the hands of white men and people that I believe carried white supremacist views uh, in their approach and the treatment of those men and it resulted in the loss of their lives and that is something that we as a nation should mourn. We stood, uh, I'm one of the co-directors of One Race alongside Josh Clemens which is a movement of racial reconciliation within the church and a movement for justice and it's so important when we stood at Stone Mountain we made a commitment to stand against racism with clarity within the church in every form and so it's important we mention the names of those men and acknowledge the racist treatment that they experienced and that we speak out against that treatment and say it is not only unjust but that it breaks the heart of God and it is incumbent upon the church to not only pray but also to do justly in response to the things that we see. And there may be many different kinds of response that fall under the category of doing justly. It's going to look different for a teacher than for a businessman. It's going to look different for a pastor than it is a college student but in each of our individual spheres how do we hold these tragedies before the Lord because our hearts should be moved with compassion to say what we're seeing in our culture regarding the injuring and the death of unarmed African American men is wrong and it shouldn't happen anymore and so wherever we're positioned within society how can I do my part to bring an end to this injustice and I believe God is more zealous for righteousness and justice than we are and if we will ask him that question he will give us a part to play so God we thank you for the words that Stephanie just spoke from Isaiah 58 and we pray Lord that we wouldn't just be those that fast and pray and then wonder why our prayers go unanswered but we would be those who fast and pray and then move throughout our society and culture and our various spheres with a heart posture that leans in to apprehend justice and righteousness, God. And so we we pray right now. I know that the heart of my family, my heart was broken this week over the 
loss of George Floyd's life and the impact on his family. And the same for Ahmaud Arbery. And we look to you, God, and we say, Lord, it begins. It doesn't end with prayer, but it begins in asking you, God, for your help. And we ask you right now, and I encourage you, pray this prayer with me. God, show me something I can do to right these wrongs. Show me something I can do to right these wrongs. Pray it in faith right now with me, beloved. God, show me something I can do to right these wrongs. And I believe even right now as we're praying this, that God may give you an impression, that God may give you a dream tonight that reveals a strategy on how you can make a positive impact and change some of the injustice we see, the racial injustice that we see in our society. And I wanna impress upon you, beloved, I believe the Holy Spirit is active, working in the hearts of people to address these things. I believe God raised up one race movement in our city for such a time as this, and he will speak to you and give you a part to play in bringing our society to a greater place of justice and righteousness. So whatever God tells you, I implore you, do your part. Lean in to hear the whispers of the Holy Spirit and what he might invite you to do in this season. Amen and amen. Stephanie, I don't know if you have anything else that you want to say regarding that before we transition. No, it's okay. Shelly, do you have anything? Okay, good. Joy, thank you for your worship. That was awesome. Thank you for engaging with us in prayer. I think we've really pinpointed the heart of God tonight and there's no better place to discuss, begin a discussion around our prophetic ministry and our healing ministry than to start connected to the heart of God. And so with the balance of our time, with about 20 minutes or so, we wanna transition into a conversation on our prophetic and healing ministry here at Newbridge Church. But Shelly, you have a few announcements for us first. So you wanna roll through those? Yep. So firstly, something exciting that we're doing um, this month of June, we're gonna be, begin to reopen house churches, which is so exciting. So um, we are leaving this up to the discretion of the house church leaders though. So be looking out for communication from them on whether y'all are con- gonna continue virtually for a, a while or it, y'all will begin to start meeting in, in person. So that's really exciting. And it's always a great time to join a house church. So you can text um, house church to 555-888. You'll get a whole list of um, house church leaders and you can reach out to them find out when they meet and how they're meeting and get connected secondly this Sunday our pastor Christopher who is our pastor for the um, children's ministry and middle schoolers is going to be doing another zoom call this Sunday at 5 p.m. for the middle schoolers last week was the one for elementary schoolers and it was so good and so encouraging and then this time is going to be another time of encouragement and connection for the middle schoolers so we're excited for that you can text kids zoom to 555-888 for that zoom link and so if you're a parent of a middle schooler make sure they don't miss that this Sunday at 5 p.m. My daughter got to be on the one with Pastor Christopher this past Sunday, and she was so encouraged and laughing and getting to enjoy connecting with her friends that she normally sees at church who she hasn't gotten to see in a a good while. And so that was a really encouraging time. So if you have middle school kids, we encourage you to get on that Zoom call and let them reconnect and reconnect with Pastor Christopher. So thanks so much for those announcements. I have one more. One One more? more. Yes, Give it to us. And then the last thing is tonight, Billy Humphrey is going to be doing a live 
with um, Corey Russell and Brian Kim, and they're going to be talking about a prophetic word based out of Haggai 1. That's for the whole prayer movement. So I encourage you to tune in to that. It's going to be on Billy Humphrey's Facebook and IHOP Atlanta's Facebook at 9 p.m. tonight. So don't miss that. And that's all. And I want to say this about that word that Billy's going to release tonight. In 13 years that I've served alongside Billy, I cannot remember a time when he specifically said, I have a prophetic word from God for the prayer movement Mm. that he is thoughtfully and prayerfully considered how to release and then taken the steps that he's taken to intentionally release the word with specificity and clarity uh, in the way that he's going to release it tonight. And so I just want to encourage you, this is not something that he does all the time. And I believe that he has a true word from the Lord for the prayer movement and for the missions movement. And so encourage you to tune in to that. I I say amen and amen to that announcement. So great, Shelly. Thank you so much for those announcements. So I want to introduce Stephanie. She already mentioned that she's a lawyer by trade, but she also directs our prophetic and healing ministries. And you've done that now, what did we determine? About five years? Four and a half years. Four and a half years you've been leading it. Mm -hmm. And then how long did we get to serve together? I was leading Um, it before her and I got to pass the baton to Stephanie. I started serving in 2012, so. So however long that is, eight years or so. (laughs) Yeah. And Stephanie is an incredible leader. She's done an amazing job leading our ministry teams there. We were trying to do the math on how many individual appointments we do. We estimated probably close to 800 to 1,000 individual appointments with people through our prophecy and healing rooms that take place on Sunday afternoons. Um, and they've been doing those virtually. Yes. yes. How has that experience been? Um, so far, so good. Um, we've got uh, three virtual Zoom rooms um, for prophetic ministry and then one for healing ministry. And so people just log into the meeting and uh, we do the same thing we do when we're in person. So we pray for them and just ask the Lord for words um, that are going to encourage them. And the feedback we've been getting has been very positive. So. And what I love is normally you can't go to prophetic ministry like in your pajamas right. or in your flip-flops yeah. and you can just come as you are through the Zoom yeah, <laughs> link. Exactly. So if you're interested yeah. in scheduling one of those appointments, we may we may overload Stephanie by yes. putting this well, announcement. Well, there's only a certain number. There's I mean, only we, a certain number we of slots. always sell out, like your sell out, sign fill out, up. whatever, fill, fill up. up. They're free. <laughs> I didn't mean to make it sound like we're charging. They're totally free. Um, uh, Do you guys take tips? No. <laughs> I guess we'll take offerings. That's if you probably want to very wise to biblically to not take any any yeah. money for prophetic ministry. Um, I think that's yeah, but very normally good. it fills up about every two. Um, we're normally two weeks out um, always. So. so how can people sign up? If oh, so if you go to the prayermissionschurch.com, you'll find it somewhere there, or you can go to um, if you go to IHOP. Uh, I think it's IHOP Atlanta Virtual Ministry Eventbrite.com will take you straight to the sign up page where you can sign up. So, so you can navigate through the IHOP website, which yes. is Permissions Church, right? Or right. you can visit the URL. Yes. Or, Maybe we can publish that with Facebook. Or you can you can text, text. Prophecy Healing to five 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 eight eight eight. That's the way Prophecy better. Healing. Prophecy Healing to five five five. And that lower third is up there. So. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. So that's all the information you need. So if you want to connect to one of those ministry times, if you have a physical need because they have healing room yes, slots available yeah, as well, yeah, yeah, we or you want to get encouragement, check out those prophetic ministry rooms. I personally used to serve every Sunday. Mm. And probably over the years, I don't know how many years, probably similar to you, five years leading those ministry teams, 
got to minister to hundreds of different people uh, one-on-one. I still bump into people that I don't remember their ministry time, but they'll say, I listened to the recording of your voice giving prophetic ministry. I'm sure that's happened to you as well, Stephanie. And so one of the things we want to talk about tonight is a little bit of the culture of the unique culture that we've been able to cultivate here. Um, in our prophetic and ministry, yeah. prophetic ministry teams in our healing ministry, yes. share a little bit with us, like, what what is it like in a prophecy room if people haven't experienced it before, yeah. and what are the ways that people, what are the ways that we minister, what are ways that, that our culture is unique here in the House of Prayer related to the prophetic? Yeah, so I'll start, I guess I'll start with, like, what is it like, um, and kind of address a question that people often ask about doing prophetic ministry appointments. So essentially, you know, we're virtual now, but before we were virtual, um, you just walk into a room, ask people their name, and then we would just pray and ask God, um, like just have a time to pray for them and focus on the Father and Holy Spirit and just ask like for words to encourage them. Um, We uh, try and do our prophetic ministry based on the word of God. I feel like that's one of the distinctives of, um, of our prophetic ministry. It's not just, oh, whatever, movie references and stuff. Or, um, but we try and really like have a, a foundation in the scripture um, for everything that we um, prophesy. Um, and then the way that we see is so different. Some people hear phrases from the Lord. They'll get a direct scripture reference. I'm often a person who will get pictures. Um, so then it's like, okay, I have to interpret that. And our goal is just, I always, one of the prayers I love to pray is like just to ask the Lord to like speak specifically and clearly so like we love I love getting words that just like I don't know just encourage someone about God's emotions but like I also want to know like what the activity of the Holy Mm. Spirit is in somebody's life like just to go like straight for and like strengthen them in that place Mm. so it could look like lots of different things it could just look like us encouraging someone in their identity and like in the love of God and in their you know just this solid biblical truths that like feed our, our spirits or we could just be like all on like calling and vision and things that the Lord's going to do in their lives. So it really, it really spans, you know, spans um, the spectrum in terms of like, just like the word of God does in terms of revelation. So I know one of the things that's true for me is whenever I go to receive prophetic ministry, you put yourself in such a vulnerable place. Yeah. You know, I still get nervous whenever I go to prophecy rooms because I recognize I'm, I'm asking God to speak through a person to yeah. me. You know, and it's such an intimate thing. Yeah. Um, and it, what's really cool over the years is seeing how, you're, how you, as you have faith, as you bring your faith into those prophetic ministry mm-hmm. rooms, it almost puts a draw on the person that's ministering yeah. to you, you yeah. know. And, uh, and it's, it's pretty amazing, I feel like, as I come with, with hunger in prophetic ministry environments, the yeah. accuracy that a lot of those ministry yeah. teams get. Yeah. And even recently, someone gave me a prophetic word. I had, uh, they had no idea what it meant, but mm-hmm. it spoke so specifically to something yeah. in my life. Are there times you can think of where yeah. people have been spoken to in that specific way or you have that, yeah. that yeah. people have been encouraged or strengthened? I, that way? Um, one, one instance that comes to mind um, is just a, a man that had um, came into our prophetic ministry rooms and the the person that was prophesying over him didn't know that the picture that they were seeing in their in their mind's eye was like the same that he had in a dream like that was like wow. very like uh, I guess like unsettling for him and they were able to give the interpretation for him like of the picture and it just like of course it un like undid 
undid him because that's like you know book of daniel stuff right like where um you know uh, nebuchadnezzar's like i need you to tell me the dream and i need you to tell me what it means and wow. like it's like our team did that without even knowing that that was like what the thing that was on the man's heart so um i think there's just experiences like that i mean from from that level to just you know getting someone's favorite scripture or um, getting a picture for someone that's something that they, you know, really hold, like something that's super significant for them personally. So um, that's just one that I, I think of. But we experience that all the time where um, it's just people uh, testify to that the, the things that we spoke were confirming for them. So That's awesome. Yeah. So a couple of things we wanted to cover. We kind of wanted to explain our prophetic yeah. ministry, how people could be a part, yeah. talk a little bit about the culture, what people yeah. can expect. If yeah. people want to like become someone who ministers in the yeah. prophetic rooms how could you connect in that way and then we're going to talk a little bit just as we wrap up final five five to ten minutes yeah. on how people can grow in hearing God's voice yeah. grow in faith for healing yeah well specifically to connect to our ministry um, like if you really want to um, you could just email prophecy.healing at ihop-atlanta.com that would be the first step email prophecy prophecy Dot healing, dot healing at, at ihop-atlanta.com. So prophecy.healing mm-hmm. at ihop-atlanta.com. Yeah, and we, and we could actually, we on-ramped someone recently um, within the last couple weeks, uh, even though we're doing virtual. So we just sent her a link to our audio trainings and the notes, and she did observation, and then she started serving. That's sort of... Uh, the sort of the methods that we follow and there's also like a mini interview process I'll surprise you with that where you're going to have to talk to me on the phone because that's what I do for everybody who joins our teams um, just because I want to get to know you if you're going to be serving with us so and it's such a cool community to serve in <laughs> yes. because you guys are, are ministering together every week yes yeah the people that you're ministering with are prophetic you yes. probably prophesy over each yes. other within your teams almost every yes. week yes and so and you get to experience the heart of God together so yeah. it's like one of my favorite places to serve in all of the house of prayer over the years. Yeah, and I would say even if you feel like um, unsure about whether that's something that you could do, I would say like step out in faith. And if you're if something's like in your heart, like I would love to try that to try hearing God's voice more for other people. Like I would at least try, <laughs> you know, and see because it's not like like the Holy Spirit's the one that gives gifts, right? We don't have to somehow figure out how to get it or earn it it's the holy spirit and so if you just position yourself and we'll get into this later when we're talking about you know how to grow in prophetic but if you just position yourself in places where you need to hear the lord like he'll meet you in that place so yeah the best way to learn to minister to people is to put yourself in front of their needs and to ask god to use you as a channel and that simple act that is faith that is activating our faith and when we do that um, God works through us, and I've seen that so many times. Yeah. So, Shelly, we were talking a little bit earlier about kind of if you're learning to hear the voice of God for the first time, yeah. what are the kinds of questions that people might have, and how can you grow in it? Tell us, do you have any, you have any thoughts yeah. from a perspective of somebody who feels Just like starting. they're still in the, the learning journey? Right. Um, I would say, as somebody, like, first starting out, I think the thing that I struggle with the most is figuring out what I should share and what I shouldn't share. Mm-hmm. Maybe having that discernment. So do you have any like yeah. um, practicals or advice? Yeah. Um, that, that, I feel like that question is a like, good yeah. answer. We could take a really long time to answer it. I feel like that's people's one of 
people's um, number one questions. But are for like, sure. yeah. So I think it first depends on like what what it is that you receive, feel like you received from the Lord. Like, there's obviously, like I said, the spectrum of things that God can speak to you about a person or a situation is vast and very varied. Um, so if it's something along, and also I always say too, like when it comes to sharing prophetic words, it also depends on the person that you're sharing with mm-hmm. and the relationship you have with them. Okay. So like relationships are like a bridge, right? So if the prophetic word that you have is a very like heavy one, um, uh, like, I don't know, something related to somebody's calling, but you barely know the person, that might not be a word you want to share with them because mm-hmm. you don't really know them and you might just want to like weigh that one yourself, pray it more. Mm -hmm. If you feel like you get lots of confirmations, then when you go to that person, eventually you would want to like super submit it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just like all things that we even do in prophetic ministry. And we also have like bounds, like we don't ever prophesy anything about anybody's sin. So like if you feel like the Lord's highlighting like someone's in an area of darkness, unless they're like your best, best, bestie friend, (laughs) you know, where you could be like, hey, are you dealing with this? And it would be totally comfortable. Then that's something that like you would you wouldn't want to share um and uh yeah so it really depends on like what it is and like your relationship with the person that you want to share it with Mm -hmm. um and so the stronger the relationship the more risks that you can take Mm. um and real practical advice yes yes in any relationship yes yes what to share and what not to share yes yes if you got a really strong relationship yeah it's like even on our teams like we're if we're prophesying over one another it's like a safer place like that that environment is specifically safe where we're learning how to hear god's voice and so we can share more so if you're in an environment with friends like that Mm -hmm. it's like just go you know just go for it Mm -hmm. um uh, but you know, if again, if it's a tenuous relationship, or you're like in a ministry context, like you just you kind of want to stay away from things that are um, could lead someone astray if you end up being wrong. And yeah. even in so, there's that discernment piece. But then it's like I feel like too, what's important is even when you share, how you share it is super important. Yeah. So what we teach our teams is like we we um, always like use kind of like qualifiers, not because we're not sure if we're hearing God, but just to emphasize the submission of the word that mm-hmm. we're giving them, right? Mm-hmm. So I, we say, you know, we don't say, I hear the Lord saying for you, or thus saith the Lord, you know, like X, Y, and Z. And that almost like puts the person in a bind, especially if they have respect for you, right. to like like receive it and they're like okay now I'm stuck she just said that I'm a missionary to Africa and that's where I'm gonna be and if I don't do it God's gonna be mad at me like no 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 we can like give someone the missionary word but be like you know I feel like God is saying that he might be calling you to missions right and then we can even have the extra qualifier like please pray about that you know Mm -hmm. like and just so that it's comfortable and that allows you to take risk and allows them to receive it or not receive it Mm -hmm. there's a phrase that Mike Bickle uses in his book growing in the prophetic and Mm -hmm. what I've heard him teach which is this idea of being supernaturally natural. Yeah. And I think that's one of the key things that we try to cultivate in our prophetic ministry rooms yeah. is that it would just be an environment where, you know, in, and in our culture of prophetic in this house in general, that it would be a place where people can receive and can receive it as a gift, whatever God is offering mm-hmm. through another person, and that it's given generously and, and with a spirit of humility and in a way that's supernaturally natural, you know, mm-hmm. that... Our voices don't change when we yeah. prophesy, you yeah. know, and, and uh, one of the things that's cool in the Bible is, you know, the book of Isaiah, the, uh, Isaiah has one of the most developed vocabularies because mm-hmm. he was a prophet that came out of the king's courts. And what that tells me is like, God didn't speak 
more articulately to Isaiah than he did to Amos. Mm -hmm. It was just Isaiah got to be a part of the process. Who his personality was, who he was, got to be a process of the word of the Lord that was released through him. And I think God still speaks that way. We're vessels, but we get to, how he uses us and works through us is not, uh, we're not prophecy robots, you know, (laughs) devoid of our personality and uniqueness um, Mm. as God ministers through us. So, well, I have a question that I think is probably the number one question that I hear people ask as we've done prophecy seminars and things like that. What would you say, Stephanie, is the number one way to grow in hearing God's voice as people say, okay, I think I'm hearing God's voice, but how can I be confident that I'm hearing God's voice? How do I really learn the difference between what's me, what's the devil, and what's God? Yeah. So I I probably... That's an easy one, right? Well, I feel like I'm going to... I mean, the thing that I always tell people about hearing God's voice the best way to grow in it, and I don't know, yeah, the best way to grow in it, the best way to grow in discernment is to like, to love the Bible. Yes. <laughs> like to love the word of God. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and I think the reason is, and I was thinking about this the other day, like Holy Spirit, like he's the one who inspired the word of God and he he's the one that speaks to us when we need to hear God's voice about a particular situation. And he speaks Bible, like mm. that's that's kind of like his language. Mm. Um, and so it's like, if you're in the word, like it'll enable you to like, not only like internalize in your soul, like what God is like, but it'll enable you to like discern like what is God's will in particular situation and we know that whatever we hear like in our spirit is not going to violate the word of God and so having the word of like that foundation in the word of God is going to enable you to hear him better now you just said a phrase that I'm familiar with and I feel like I understand what it means Uh but maybe for someone who's never heard that phrase before unpack this a little bit right you hear in your spirit yeah share a little bit like when someone is tuning in to God in the place of prayer and you're starting to receive impressions, what are some ways that people hear from God in their spirit? Like, how does that work for you? Yeah, so for me, it's like, it's, I mean, so I've been a Christian for 13 years. It's changed over time and at different, in different seasons, like I've heard more strongly in some ways than in others. Um, I would say one, one of the ways is like f- like phrases or thoughts will come to mind in praying about a particular mm. situation. Like it's not that I'm hearing an audible voice or even an internal audible voice, which is something I've experienced before where it's like, you know that you know that you know that you heard it even though you didn't hear it with your ears. Um, but just like that, like somewhere a little bit above a gentle whisper, like in there, but like words and phrases and thoughts like in here, you know, that you hear. Um, and uh, then there's also just like a like uh, what I would describe as like a knowing, mm. you know, like it's like a knowing, <laughs> a sense of peace that sometimes yeah. comes as those thoughts come to your yeah. heart, or, or your even mind. if it's not peaceful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like just because, like I don't know, like sometimes you might feel the Lord's challenging you mm. in something, mm. and you might not like feel that, like I don't know, peace, but you just know that that's what, what God wants you to do, mm. like if He's calling you to step out. Um, so yeah, I just think it's like a knowing, like you just know that you know that it's the Lord and mm-hmm. you can back it up with scripture if you're not sure. So I think those are great thoughts. Yeah. Shelly, do you have any other questions? Um, I, another, yeah, 
prophetic dreams. What do, oh, what do you think about those? Oh, like, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was also thinking about this yesterday because um, we talked to me talking about like journeying in the prophetic, but. Yes. Um, I was remembering I had my like first prophetic dream one like just like maybe like a week or two after I had gotten saved but I didn't even really know what like a prophetic dream was Mm. I just remember it was like and this may be getting a little too transparent but I had had like a like kind of like a nightmare traumatic dream Mm. like um, probably I think when I was was a teenager and then it's like after I got saved when I was in college it's like I had not the same dream but it's like I don't want to give the details because it would be not pleasant, but wasn't the same dream, but it's like the Lord was doing something redemptive, like mm. same action, but it was redemptive. And it was like a declaration of like freedom in my life. And so, mm. so I, I love when there's stuff like that, where it's just like the Lord encouraging you. Um, I've also just feel like the Lord gives dreams for the sake of direction um, Mm -hmm. and help you to like interpret the activity of the Holy Spirit in your life and so like best thing to do is just write it down I know Mm. I had a a dream um, long long time ago where it's like actually like pertinent to my situation now um, Mm. where it's like the people that are my neighbors right now like I live next to them and like in the dream I was living with them so this is like whatever four years ago but like, I don't know if that made sense, but like, let's say six years ago, four, four, six years ago, I had a dream that in the dream I was living with, pe- like living with people that I now live next to. Does that make sense? Yes. And so when I was moving, like packing up all my stuff recently, because I just moved in November, like I found this like dream journal and I was reading it and I was like, like that's super encouraging. Like, and it so was. So you dreamed about people six years ago <laughs> yes. and you met them just recently. Well, well I knew who they were, but I didn't know in the dream I was living with them. I'm sorry, this wasn't meant to be a really big story. <laughs> but I'm just saying like, it was something that the Lord very gave specific. me. Very specific. Very specific. And it was wasn't like this huge big grand thing I just like wrote two sentences living mm. with so and so and x y and z about something and now that it's would come be, to pass yeah some yeah essentially mm. so wow. it's just like the Lord can encourage you and it's yeah it can be kind of confusing but sometimes I've definitely li- written down dreams and then like you know a year or two from now you read it and you're like oh that's what that means wow. like you just never know the Lord gives stuff way before sometimes way 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 before anything is going to happen related to it um and so it's just a matter of stewarding stewarding what he gives you so that is really good counsel so i think we are we are short on time now we're gonna have to have stephanie come back and do a whole nother session on prophetic ministry we didn't even get to talk about healing tonight but i think this note on dreams is the right place to close this evening I wonder if you would take a moment and if we could just pray a prayer of impartation and just ask God to visit us in our dreams. Something I pray for my children every night and I also want to mention them because I told them if they watched the show I would say goodnight to them. So (laughs) I I hope you guys are still up watching. Kessid, Amron, Pearl, Elisha, Daddy loves you. I'll be home to you in about 15 minutes so you better watch the end of this and then you better scoot on up into bed, okay? All right, now that I've done my daddy duty, let's pray for the release of dreams and I pray almost every night for my children that 
they would encounter Jesus in dreams, that they would encounter angels in dreams, because we see that's one of the powerful ways that all throughout the Bible, New Testament and Old Testament, God speaks to his people, and it's one of the most direct ways that we can receive clear communication from heaven, and we just want to bless you. Thank you for watching tonight. This has been such an enjoyable conversation with you, Stephanie, and let's, let's end our time praying and asking God just to speak in the night as people get ready to go to bed here in a few hours. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a scripture. It <laughs> just came to mind because I don't want to get it wrong. Um, just It's on topic. Um, but it's just from the book of Daniel. Sorry, you know, while you're looking for that, something really cool that my wife and I did, we did a fast over a season. And, yeah. and we actually wrote out a dream prayer um, with different phrases from the Bible related to how God meets people in the night and and we actually prayed that every yeah. night for like 21 days while we're doing this fast and this prayer. And I believe that even though uh, we didn't necessarily see the fruit of that immediately in the season of fasting, I believe that it's released dreams from heaven over our lives ever since that time. Yeah. And so, you know, Daniel fasted for interpretation and he fasted and prayed for understanding. <clears throat> and much of that came in the night and in night visions and in dreams. And so this is a biblical idea and I encourage you as the Holy Spirit inspires you, pray and ask God and be willing to even fast and pray in intentional and specific ways for God to speak in dreams. So Stephanie, give us the verse. Yeah, so it's, it's Daniel chapter two and I'm gonna read part of verse 20 and then 22. Daniel just says, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He reveals deep and secret things and knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. Holy Spirit, I just, I thank you. I thank you that your desire is to take that which is of God which is of the Father, and reveal it to us. You who search the deep things of God, you reveal it to us. So Lord, I just ask you for everyone who's watching now, I ask you for those who will watch this later, God, I ask you for myself, for Hazen, for Shelly, God, for everyone else who's in this room, Lord, I ask that you would increase us, God, in a spirit of wisdom and revelation. God, I ask specifically for dreams, Lord. God, even like you did in the life of Joseph, Lord, where he was going to take one course of action in his life when he was um, leading his wife, Mary, God, but you just spoke to him time and time again through dreams and you just directed their life. You literally directed their life. He was gonna do one thing and then because of the dream, he did something else and it led to life. It led to preservation. So Father, I just ask you for that. Even in this season as we're just saying God to to search us and know us Lord I pray I thank you for the dreams I've had that have just revealed my own heart Lord and, and brought me to repentance Lord I pray for that Lord that that you we just give you permission to speak whatever you want to speak Lord whatever you want to reveal to us God we just say God would you reveal it to us in the night seasons would you increase God revelation in the night would you instruct our hearts and give us counsel in the night, God. We just thank you for that. And we believe you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for watching tonight and, uh, and be sure to tune in 9 p.m. for Billy's prophetic word on IHOP Atlanta and New Bridges Facebook page.